You're listening to the Carterville Church Life Podcast. I love our church family, and I hope that you do too. Our goal is that the episodes of this podcast would keep us connected and focused while we're scattered for our week on missions together. I hope that you're blessed by what you hear today. Hey, church family, and welcome back to the Church Life Podcast. So uh, you're listening to this on Monday, if you're listening on schedule, and I'm recording this uh, on Sunday evening, wrapping up a day of worship as we gathered a couple of times today. You know, and I just want to say as a pastor, I look back on today and I just, I don't know, I just feel richly blessed. And before I share today's podcast, I just want to, I just highlight a couple of just church family things. Um, you know, early this morning, you know, before our Sunday school classes began, our children's ministry got together in the reception hall and made gifts for Valentine's Day for our, our uh, folks in the nursing homes. And I just snuck in there and, and um, made a craft with them for that. And it was just fun for me just to look at our, our children of our church. Um, and I'm so proud of our leadership there. That was that was just fun. Sunday school to me was a great Great day in our community. I hope it was in yours as well. Um, man, I felt like our worship time was powerful. Uh, Ellie uh, Primo and her children helped with the welcome uh, because her husband Larry's deployed and he's enjoying the live stream right now of our worship service so he can connect with his family. It was just cool to me to think about, you know, Larry watching on the other side of the world and, you know, his family being faithful here and, and he's being faithful there. That was that was good for me. I felt like the spirit was good. Um, we had. I mean, and I had a, a finance committee meeting this afternoon, and what I loved about it is it wasn't a meeting. It was really a prayer time. You know, we gathered and talked about, we, it was officially not a meeting. We really gathered and talked about what needed prayer attention, and we just prayed. And I was blessed to look at leaders of the church who are caring for the administration of the church, but are doing so, you know, with great faith and devotion. And that just made me proud as a pastor. Tonight, I just sat with my wife and, and son in Sunday night worship because uh, Brian Cloy preached our, our sermon tonight, and man, Brian did a phenomenal job. I was richly blessed. I would tell you more about the sermon, but I, I just, I'm going to invite him to come and share that with you as a devotion one morning. It was just unique and fresh, and he did a great job. Just proud of our, of our young adults in the church who were handling the word with great respect. Anyway, I look back on the day of worship and gathering, you know, for our family, and I'm just, I'm proud of it. It was a great day to be part of the Carterville family. So, as you're listening to this devotion on Monday. I hope you're launching your week well. I hope that the Lord will use you on mission. So that said, let's share our devotion for today. Uh, Our Tuesday morning Bible study has begun reading through Lamentations, which is a difficult book of the Bible because it really is a huge lament. It's kind of hard to make that fun to study, but we were really blessed Tuesday morning as we started. And all the discussion of Jeremiah, the author of Lamentations, sort of impressed on me that I wanted to uh, move into Jeremiah for the next open spot in my quiet time. And so I started reading through the book of Jeremiah this week, uh, later in the week, in my devotions. And as I was reading chapter two a few days ago, I just thought about our first fruit series and especially sort of a unique angle on it. So let me let me read Jeremiah chapter two. And in this in this uh, reading, I'm just going to read a couple of verses. The Lord calls Israel, his people, he calls Israel his first fruits. And that that opens a unique idea for me about what it is to be God's people and to be his own first fruits. So let me read. 
The word of the Lord came to me. Go and proclaim in the hearing of Jerusalem. This is what the Lord says. I remember the devotion of your youth. How as a bride you loved me and followed me through the wilderness, through a land not sown. Israel was holy to the Lord, the first fruits of his harvest. All who devoured her were held guilty and disaster overtook them, declares the Lord. Well, the Lord's going to, you know, go on in this passage to talk about how Israel has wandered from the Lord. But in these verses, God remembers the time when Israel was devoted to him, when he brought them out of Egypt and their hearts were first attaching to him. He he says they were like a bride. And I think about the New Testament body of believers that we are the bride of Christ. We're actually in the New Testament era called the first fruits of the Spirit, uh, the fir- firstborn from among the dead in that first generation of believers. But we are the first fruits of the Spirit. Well, anyway, as I read Jeremiah, a couple of things just kind of attached to me. That once the people were devoted to the Lord and they followed in God's Footsteps. They followed his leadership as that, as that pillar of cloud or fire moved. They moved with him. A very innocent dependence on the Lord. And God looks back on that time and he says, "Israel was holy." Now, I think you guys have heard me say this before, but you know the word "holy" really means set apart. And specifically, when we're in church and we talk about holy, we mean set apart. Uh, on the one hand, set apart away from sin pure from sin, on the other hand, set apart to the Lord, devoted to the Lord and to his honor. So Israel was a nation, was a people that was set apart for God from all the people of the earth. And the way God articulated that is Israel was holy to the Lord, the first fruits of his harvest. God looked at this nation of faithful people who gathered around his name and sought his honor, who were formed as his family, who struck a covenant with him on Mount Sinai. And he looked at them as his first fruits. I mean, it's a reminder that every nation and every people around the globe belongs to the Lord. And then to imagine this Old Testament setting, that this one particular nation, God imagined them as his first fruits, as if he drew from all the earth the first portion for himself to delight himself. And it was this people. And then if we fast forward and imagine this in the church age, you know, we are the bride of Christ today. We're the first fruits of God's spirit. Like we're his treasured possession. We're his people. And I just... I want to encourage you to recognize it. Like, I don't know how you see yourself or or imagine yourself, but you're richly loved from the Lord. Like, I I would go as far to, as to say that, like, as part of the church as His body, among all those of the earth, you are like a first fruits portion of humanity, devoted fully to the Lord. You're His treasure. You're His. And I also want to encourage you that in this passage, the Lord said, in those days, the Lord defended Israel, that whoever devoured her would be held guilty. Just know that the Lord loves you and he's watching over you today. We're on his mission. We would love to go out into this field of harvest, into the world, and see more people give their life to Christ. But I just want you to enjoy identifying yourself as the portion of the world that is fully devoted to the Lord. But what happens if we're not? The Lord doesn't suffer. 
I mean, he has everything that he needs. He's entirely stable in his own person and being. He's not lonely. He's not empty. He's not desperate. The Lord doesn't suffer, but creation does. And we do. And what a, for me, what a sad idea that the portion devoted to the Lord might stop walking with him. In Jeremiah chapter 2, um, the Lord said it this way. My people have committed two sins. They have forsaken me, the spring of living water, and have dug their own cisterns, broken cisterns that cannot hold water. Israel came to a point where the first fruits of God's harvest of the earth stopped seeking living water from the Lord where they abandoned God, who calls himself the spring of living water. And in place of the living God, they, they dug their own wells, they dug their own cisterns to catch water. But the Lord described this pursuit of a life outside God as a cistern that was broken. In other words, it's as if this cistern leaked and it would never hold water and they would never be satisfied. No matter what idol they chased or what they pursued, it's as if everything was just wasting away, leaking. So I just want to speak to our church family in this regard. You are the Lord's treasured possession, holy to the Lord. Honor that. And today as you live, you are different than the rest of the world. You're set apart. You're holy to Him. It's okay if you don't conform to their image. It's all right if you don't walk according to the status quo. If you feel awkward or uncomfortable or like your ideas aren't the same as everybody else's, that's fine. They're not supposed to be. You are set apart. You're the Lord's portion. And if you feel like you've abandoned him and you've started to dig worldly wells, cisterns of your own, if you've tried to reject the Lord's living water and you've tried to satisfy your soul in worldly wealth or worldly pursuits, listen, let's just stop and repent and let's turn our hearts back to the Lord. He's good and you are his treasured people. His first fruits. Jeremiah's words towards Israel in the Old Testament age um, are powerful and memorable. And I just want to let you know that as the redeemed in the Spirit of the Lord, the Lord loves you deeply. And I hope you will live as a holy people set apart for Him. God bless you, Carterville.